You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 599, recorded Wednesday, July 6, 2016. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Well, I still have gin in my glass. Well, Todd still has gin in his glass. Let's get this roll show on the road. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona coming at you from the world-famous part of this uh, from Arizona, uh, recording a show about Mini Coopers, because that's what we do for you guys. Uh, joining us, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson from MotoringStripes.com. Todd? I'm here, but uh, since it's radio, you can't tell my eyes are closed. <laughs> I've seen that look on you before. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on autopilot, so I'm, I'm imagining driving my new Tesla mm-hmm. on autopilot right now. My eyes are closed. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about that later. You might not want to do that, especially if it's a bright, sunny day. Uh, you heard our man Chad, the good reverend from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. He's here with us as well. Chad, say hi. Hello. And Alex is here. Hello. Alex is in, here. Alex enjoying, enjoying the pop and burble, but not so much the rattles. No, I am. Yeah, I'm not enjoying the rattles at all. I'm going to talk about Doris rattles later today. But uh, hi, guys. How's everyone doing? Everybody's fine. We're recording this on the day that everybody who owns a Mini Cooper in the United States is leaving for Mini Texas States. Not me. Except for Todd. And um, Well, if you're starting at the beginning. Yeah, if you're yeah. starting at the beginning. So everybody's leave. Everybody left today. Uh, a lot of people are already in Atlanta. I'm seeing pictures of the of the bus, which is it's a giant bus. <clears throat> it's all white and black. It's I don't know, kind of hipster looking. It's um, a bigger bus than before. Oh yeah, it's a huge bus. Huge bus. I wonder if that one has like sleeping quarters in it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, everybody who is on your way to May Take States, whenever you guys get the show, I hope you're having a great time. And it's gonna oh, yeah. be biggest and, one um, yet. I mean, as far as we know, for many takes the states. I'm going to say this uh, without saying it. They are doing uh, over 4,000 miles from Atlanta to Palm Springs. Right. And so uh, from what I hear, there's going to be about, uh, as far as registrations go, about as many people as there are miles. Yeah, huge. So, yeah, I didn't say it, but you can figure that out. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. You know, I want to I want to talk directly to you, the fine and good-looking White Roof Radio audience member. That is happening to be on uh, May Takes the States. Every morning, I want you to walk up to somebody in charge and say, hey, where's White Roof Radio? Where are those guys? I miss my yes. joke. Do it, yeah. please. Every morning. Go, hey, where are those White Roof Radio guys? Where's the French guy? <laughs> it's, the, it's the first year in 10 years I will not have done the whole thing. This is the first year. Uh, this will be the second one that I've missed. And the first one I missed because I... It, I didn't know what the hell to expect, and that was when Todd. Yeah, nobody knew what it was in 2006, and and exactly. you know it's like the very first thing we did, and I did, you know took a mobile recorder with us and just kind of stumbled on to interviewing people along the way and just had a blast. Yeah, I was and I was inter- I was calling in with Fireball Tim like every day. So here's the thing, like, um, and maybe we'll talk about this coming up. So I'm going to have you put a pin in it. So Mini Takes the States this year is going to be bigger than ever. It's it's going to be double what it was in 2014, size-wise, and where people are going. Right. Okay. How does this correlate to recent sales numbers? Now, put a pin in that, and we'll talk about it. We're going to come. We're going to come back to that. Plus, we've got some news. Uh, we've got hmm. some. We've got some news that we found across the internet. We've got. Uh, we're going to talk about sales. We got news from MotoringFile.com. Uh, we've got some MTTS stuff we want to talk to you more about, and then a couple other things that have happened. So we're going to get to all that here in just a minute. Before we do. 
Let's remind you about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. We're going to mix it up. I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com. You guys know them. You already have all their cool stuff on your car because you got it from another one of our sponsors or you bought it from your local guy. But if in case you haven't, Craven Speed is the place to go if you have a first or second gen mini. You need a dipstick that you can read and won't break. You're looking for a way to hold your mobile phone in your car? Craven Speed's got you covered. Uh, if you're looking for uh, performance parts for the F56, Craven Speed's got you covered. You're looking for a pulley for your R53? Again, Craven Speed's got you covered. Go over there, click through all the things that they've got for your Mini. It's super awesome stuff. And then when you go to actually place an order, really cool trick is you add a comment that says, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. And then also while you're there, I want you to make sure you sign up for the email newsletter. Anytime something new gets added to the site, you get an email update. And it says, like, oh, hey, we just added something new. Pretty awesome. That, of course, our friends over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. Uh, go over check them out, please. What can I say um, on the uh, Mini Takes Estates Facebook group today, somebody posted or noticed, they're like, hey, has anybody got any good suggestions for podcasts to listen to while, <laughs> I'm, I, while I'm driving across the country, right? And immediately, three people suggested White Roof Radio. And I'm oh, like, yes! Nice. And he goes, oh, I'm already up to date on White Roof Radio. What else can I listen to? Nice. And I'm like, that's good. <laughs> Nice, that's pretty strong. <clears throat> Let's put in some news music, please. All right, where are we going to start here? Alex, you pick. Should we just start with uh, sales, just get out of the way? Should we just start with what, sorry? Sales. Sales, let's do it, sales, because people love when we talk about sales. Let's just show. talk about sales. We're going to start off. June numbers are in, and uh, many sales are down 20%, 20.4% to last year overall, and down 16.9% year to date. That blows. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that blows a lot. That blows a lot. Guys, we're looking at these numbers, and I'm not sure if you actually clicked over and saw these numbers, but the Cooper S hardtop two-door is down 40 nope. The Cooper and Cooper S. So Cooper, it's yeah, the Cooper, the, the two-door Mini, the hardtop, right? The two-door hardtop is down 40% to last year. And, the- and so to remind people, I mean, I think Todd said this. I don't want to steal Todd's line because it's a very that's a great statistics. <laughs> it's 850 uh, two-door hardtops across the U.S. for 120 dealers. So what does that mean, Todd? That's like, uh, uh, that's what, fewer than eight cars per dealer average uh, last month. And that is smart car territory, people. The sky is officially falling. The sky is falling. So it's like two cars per week per dealer. Like two well, hard tops, just, right? just on the two-door. Just on the two-door hard top. <laughs> yeah, Come just on. on the two-door. But, I mean, the four-door sales aren't much better. 983 for the month. That's not terribly great. Um, convertible sales, 635. I don't think that's horrible. That's actually up to last year. 1,000 clubmen, 1,400 countrymen. And so, seven so paces. Yeah, the two cars that are up are the two newest cars, the convertible and the Clubman. You look at that. Right. And, and Clubman's doing very well. We've really got nothing to compare it to. Um, yeah, yeah, can't yeah, even yeah. Compare, you can't even compare the new Clubman to the old Clubman. Other than the barn doors in the back, they are nothing alike. Correct. I mean, they're, they're light years apart in, in the kind of car and the way it drives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, here's the good news, because unlike Gabe, who just thinks that Americans are buying SUVs and trucks, which he's right, because all those sales are up. Uh, Ford, for example, their sales are up, you know, 5% on the year, and they're yep. selling the heck out of F-150 pickup trucks. Number one selling car in America. Which, which I, have a th- I have a theory on that, too, in that it, the economy that it's been recovering slowly in the U.S., and it seems to be still recovering a bit, a lot of people 
who lost work are starting businesses. And this is what's making the economy even stronger. Right. There's a lot of people starting, you know, handyman businesses or whatever and needing trucks and it's becoming very popular and they're affordable because paper's cheap right now. You can get 0% interest on these things for five years and, you know, it's a good investment in a business and you go get yourself a giant pickup truck and you can, you know, it really helps your business. Right. So that's a theory on that. But anyway, and so Gabe thinks that uh, Americans just have an insatiable lust for SUVs, crossovers and trucks, which they do. Right. But, but Todd sent us a link to the Detroit News article that has a breakdown of all the major auto manufacturers year-to-date and just for June. Todd, continue. I'm yeah, going to link it up yeah, in the show notes. It does because other auto manufacturers seem to be not doing as bad. In fact, some, some companies like Volvo, for example. Now, <sighs> Volvo Amazing. Tra- yeah, Volvo traditionally, they're – their top-selling cars are their SUVs the and the crossovers, okay, the V-Line, the S60s, yeah. um, those things. And they're good cars. I went and test drove those when I was looking at new vehicles, mm-hmm. and they are good cars, but they're expensive. So take out of the game, Volvos are one of the more expensive cars in that class you can get. And I mean, they are comparable to, say, a Land Rover, which right. is also doing very well. right. Um, Land Rover sales were up, what, 44% for the month over last yeah, year? It's yeah, it's insane. It's insane. 44% is insane. I mean, they have like an entirely new lineup. I mean, the lineup is completely new, right? Like, uh, right. all Discovery. models are available, yeah. Yep, the Discovery's new. The The new Evoke is, is uh, it's brand new, new engine, everything, right. the new Range Rover Sport. It's a good-looking lineup that, yeah. that Land Rover has, and I, that's subjective. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, I think the Volvos look pretty good, too, actually. If I, I think well, so, too. To be honest. I mean, there's the cars that, uh, just cars that we wouldn't drive just based on the size and the price, but they're not bad-looking. Obviously, so, I mean, yeah, they're up 43 I, I get a question for you guys. Sorry, DB. Sorry, no, sorry. Could no, go ahead, Alex. Uh, is is uh, Land Rover including uh, Jag also? Uh, yeah, Jaguar Rover. It's the same company. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 So yeah, because Jag too. also is, I mean, you know, with the F type and and also pretty much the half of the lineup being renewed with the uh, <coughs> the XF and the uh, the XE, I think, and yeah. also the F type, the F base coming coming out. Yeah. Some good looking cars. And mm. even you can't take it and go, oh well, you know, with the whole Brexit thing happening and the uncertainty in England and politics. No, this is Land, yeah. Land Rover. That's a British company too, and their sales are up right. as opposed to BMW and Mini, the European companies, which are down. Volkswagen's also down. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: here's the statistic that I found interesting in this, and that is Kia, the car company. Mm-hmm. Sales were up in in June, fifteen point six percent over last year. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in my opinion, Kia's big sellers are the, uh, the little sedan. Yeah, and the Soul, which is not an SUV. That's barely even a crossover. It is smaller than a Countryman. Small, it's truth. smaller than the CRV too. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's not a bad car. I mean, I I've rented one before, or driven it for you know two or three days. I thought it was completely adequate. DB, you said you rode one on your Uber. I rode, yeah, I had one as uh, my Uber driver had one. I, I did. I was on the inside. I, I, it was quiet. It was comfortable. The interior slightly rent a car ish, but not so bad that you notice. So mm-hmm. I, it's not a horrible I, car. I think what we're looking for is what is the special sauce? And, you know, Gabe keeps saying over at Motoring File that the, the new countryman can't come soon enough, that that's going to really boost many sales. But here's the thing is I think the good news is in this. And I've had a discussion with a, a couple of dealers and some, and some sales level people at many about the numbers and why they're so bad this year. 
And they are paying the piper, so to speak, mm. for a lot of uh, fancy uh, uh, <laughs> number wrangling, shuffling number wrangling that they did towards the end of last year. We saw numbers up last year in, in 2015, and it was, quote-unquote, a great year, blah, blah, blah. But they offered a lot of incentives to dealers, you know, let's say $800,000 a car off to mark the cars as sold in their inventory when they weren't, or saying, oh, turn this into a loaner car, turn this into a on paper, mm-hmm. and basically it shows up as sold in, let's just say, for example, November and December last year. And that was a lot of numbers. There was a big push to get a good year on the books, and they did that. Well, then you had dealers all across the country. We've talked about this over and over again with hundreds of cars potentially on the dealer lots that were already sold that the dealers are still selling and they're and they're still making money and, you know, they're still selling accessories and things like that. They're still doing okay, but those don't show up on Mini USA's numbers. And I think they're having to take the bitter pill and they've done it for the first six months this year. And the question is, when is that going to end? Like, when is this finally going to roll over? It's like, okay, we've stopped punching all these cars. Um, you know, I know a couple of dealers that I've talked with who absolutely refused to do it in in June. They're like, no, we're not we're not taking a single car and marking it as sold. We're just we're going to take our medicine and right. get through this, right? Right. So I, mean, I think that's kind of a bright sign of it. I mean, one, it's. Because here's what's happening. You, you think about it as a company. You're going back in November, December. We're going to offer these incentives because we've got the the new Clubman coming out. It's it's just hit the market. The convertible is hitting the market. We're going to have incredible sales. They had really high hopes for this to save everything else, and they're like, it'll all balance out. Well, you know what? It didn't. <laughs> no. It and clearly and clearly it didn't because right. these numbers are are tanking. And so I think if you really were to average out like last year and this year, with all the incentives they offer dealers, many would probably be there in the ballpark with most of these other companies in the U.S., down 5% to 8% and not the... Not what down is, 17% year-to-date. 17% year-to-date. Right. I, I don't think it's as bad as it is. And that's the tough part about the car business is they're just... Right. They got to get through this. And, and Yeah, yeah but like uh, beside the... Uh, I mean, you know, the, the new countrymen cannot... cannot come soon enough yes and no because if you look at the best uh, the best year for the countrymen i think it was 2014 with about uh, on average 1800 cars being sold mm-hmm. uh, monthly uh it's still not gonna it's still not gonna account for you know like the big mess that we're seeing with the two-door uh, and the Ford are kind of mixed together because those 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 two two cars have have kind of stolen you know shares from one another. Um, I you know we we you know the, the, what we've been talking about for the past few months in regard to the marketing strategy is still something that it's it's not just the countrymen right like the marketing strategy also needs to be taken care of uh, because countrymen sales alone are not going to bring mini back up. It's just no, it's, you know to- mathematically it's just it's just not possible. Correct. Right. I, and I tend to agree with that, that they're going to have to do something. So now the question is, let's go over to our favorite place to read is the comments at Motoring Five. Oh. There's only – seriously, it's not bad. There's only three or four comments on this story here. Oh, that's true. But I'm going to read actually from read, this. I actually read these. Go ahead. Uh, uh, publicly from this. And this is from somebody called Old Spare. 
He says, and I'm just going to read this. I wonder if the Cooper and Cooper S hardtops are actually losing sales because their distinctive visceral qualities are being gutted in favor of, quote, premiumness. Right. Fuel economy is really no better than that of some bigger and heavier cars. Okay. And he said, the hardtop has already lost its handling edge. Handling was foremost in my mind when I bought my first Mini, but in my 2016 hardtop needed a bunch of aftermarket fixes to approach the handling of my 07 and 011 in my 2011 hardtops. Right. I couldn't even order the factory sport suspension on my 2016 unless I got the JCW. Mm-hmm. That would be thousands more. Okay? And to get chili red, that would also be the JCW of exterior pack. Right, right. Because that's insane marketing. So I think that's something that we've been, I've been saying for months now. We've, we've talked about that. that we, yep. you know, we think we've one months. of the biggest issues with the new Mini is that it doesn't have that point-and-shoot quality that the R50 and the R56 had in the R53. Not yep. off the shelf in the Cooper and the Cooper S. Now, that being said, my JCW, Alex, I'll, I'll be interested to hear your uh, perspective on your JCW because I've got the, the JCW Pro suspension, and I love the way my car handles. It is absolutely phenomenal. And I'll just give you an example. I was working. Our dealer was open on the 4th of July, and I was actually there putting a, uh, a checkerboard top on a car, and the place was pretty much dead. Not many people came in. So... This one couple came in, really nice couple. This guy was a, clearly a car guy, talking about everything, and they were really interested in the JCW. Well, my dealer doesn't have one to drive. They went and drove a Cooper S, and they were just kind of like, they were just nonplussed about this car. They're like, eh, it really, I, I was expecting so much more. And he goes, well, I really it was considering ordering a JCW, but you don't have one to drive. And I go, listen, I'll take you for a ride in my car. And they're like, really? And I asked the dealer, I'm like, is that okay with you guys? I said, I don't work here. I don't work for the dealer. I'm just a mini owner. I'm offering to do this kindness in my heart, right? You know, it was a, a, a nice couple that were enthusiasts, and, and she's driving a Focus ST right now. <laughs> a hot car with, you know, 300 horsepower. Right, that's, you know, yeah. Pretty, pretty hot car. So um, I finish up a little bit of work, and I say, give me about 10 minutes, and then we'll go for a spin. So I take them out in my car, and, you know, we go up the highway, and I give them the, you know... <laughs> The full, hey, this is what it's like, and then I let the guy drive back. And um, it wasn't that far, just a little bit down the highway, you know, some on-ramps, a good experience. And he goes, this isn't even the same car. You know, he goes, this doesn't feel like the same automobile. And I go, it is, but you've got all these accessories on it, which he really didn't mind. He had enough money to say, I'm, I'm in. When, do I, when can I order this, and what, you know, how do I equip my car just like this? So that being said, it was the difference from a, you know, let's say a $30,000 car and a $40,000 car. And a lot of people aren't ready to spend that money. And I have come to the conclusion that many just no longer cares. They don't want the people who can only afford a $30,000 car that if they want that fun handling, they're like, you can get it, but you're going to have to spend 40 grand. And those are the customers we want. And I think it's a mistake. They're using the, no, the I, BMW M mentality, is what yeah. they're doing. I, I don't yep. think I don't think they are. I don't think they are. So let me. I, there are a couple of conflicting ideas that I have. Um, the first one is that I don't think Mini strategy is like we want to sell forty thousand dollars Minis. Like it's actually. I think it's. I think it's deterring most than anything else. I, I don't think their their goal is to sell more of a thirty thousand dollar minis than than you know forty thousand dollar minis. That's one thing. The the thing is like the, their goal to do this is um, is the, the the where we're going to be doing this is a thirty thousand. 
Sorry, let me let me state this back. The goal is to sell thirty thousand dollar minis, more than forty thousand mini, uh, forty thousand dollar minis, and also the goal is to sell as me as many minis as possible, regardless of like the demographic. Like meaning, we don't really care. We don't seem to really care about enthusiasts anymore, right? right. And so the way they are going about this is, um, can you guys hear me? Yep, can you hear me fine. Yeah, I think it's Todd can hear us. That's, that's my connection. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, I think the way they're going about this is by doing the marketing strategy that we're seeing right now. The problem is, like, that marketing strategy clearly now doesn't really work with that, you know, over-encompassing audience, which is we want to sell, you know, we want to sell, like, minis to pretty much everybody, including hipsters and enthusiasts, right? So first thing, like, people, like, the general audience is not responding to this. And the enthusiast community not only is not responding to this, but you know, regardless of what the marketing campaign would be, they're also disappointed by what the car has become, because you can only get like a decently decent handling like mini by basically shelling out like forty thousand uh, dollars. And so, you know, just as we've been advocating, for instance, like the rear fog lights. Maybe we should be advocating again for the for the sports suspensions to be back. It's only part of the problem. But it's just that, like, it's a it's a fail on all front. Like, even the, you're trying to reach out to a new audience, doesn't respond, and the one that was following you since the last 12 years is also not responding anymore because you left them on the side of the road to reach out to those other guys. And so now you're in a situation where you would yep. you, your plan was to have like you know a much bigger audience. You missed that 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 goal, and at the same time. You lose like every you lost you kind of losing Alien. like people that were you know fan of the brands in the field space. Todd, go ahead. You your, yeah, you alienated your base, Alex. You just summed up the entire problem in three minutes, and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely agree with you. No, I, I agree. I feel the exact same way. I mean, back when I bought my car, it was twenty four thousand. You know, it was it had just the right amount of frills, but it was a very well handling car with a good amount of power. And they don't have like that in anything at all right now. And that is kind of one of the reasons that I haven't bought a new Mini in the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, for the oh. kind of money, I, I just recently saw this on the Internet and I forgot who it was. But someone put up a review of the Camaro, but the one with the V6, the 335 horsepower V6. Yeah, the SS. The SS. <clears throat> That's an amazing car. And it's cheaper than a JCW and it's faster. Well, it's good in a straight line, isn't it? It's thing. good in a straight line. It's not yeah, going to handle as well. But. It doesn't handle as well, but it, it, you know, when you're looking at horsepower numbers and, and things like that, then yes, I mean, that, if that's all it's, you're looking for. But, you know, the the Mustang guys are the guys that are like, well, it's got this amount of horsepower. It's like, well, okay, but what are you doing with it other than hitting trees? I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is absolutely true. Well, I think it's time for uh, for many to realize that maybe in the U.S. they need a different marketing strategy than they do the rest of the world because it just doesn't seem to be working. And we've already lost David Duncan, right? The Mini USA, you know, who's been early shuffled off. We say cross promoted over to BMW. Um, so I, I don't know who's who's going to be next because as a big company, can you really hang on to your marketing people and salespeople? And Alex, you had a good point of this is like you really have to hang on. This is the time when you can't be changing horses midstream um, to try and correct this. So I just I don't know the answer. And I think we'll see in the next few months. Yeah, Yeah, because if you look at I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, Mini by no by no extent is 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 not in the situation that, let's say, 
I don't know. I know I'm the ultimate fine boy here, but it's in, in the situation that Apple was in at the at the end of the '90s, right? The no years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if you, if you look at if you the, the comparison I'm trying to make is that they, you know, Apple clearly relied on a fan base to get back to you know where the company was or probably maybe never was, but to 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 basically achieve what they were supposed to achieve in the first place rely on this base of customers and at the same time like keep on delighting them with you know great products uh which and those people in turn have been advocating like for the advocates for the brand like all along and are still advocates for the brand all along that's personally that's how i got to the um i got to the brand it's because i had friends around me that were huge advocates of the brand it was back in 2003 i think Mm -hmm. um and so that's how i got to it and and a lot of people around us that are that are driving me in it's it's how they got to the brand and so i mean now it's it's not you know someone would ask me like what should i buy i would probably say go try a mini but if you want the same as the one i'm driving like you you're gonna be spending a lot of money so maybe if you want to go try the gti this is what i would say to someone uh but uh you know like they need to do something to to keep those advocates with them and and kind of support the brand moving forward which brings us to the next point, which is a great segue, which brings us to Mini Takes the States. Right. Big uh, biannual event that's happened since 2006. We're in our fifth Mini Takes the States, you know, over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And this is a big cross-country trip. I mean, if you're listening to the show, you, you pretty, you know, clearly know what it is. But the big trip that's basically for your customers to drive across country with other mini owners and we put on parties across the way, but, yada, yada, yada. But also it's, yep. it's part marketing. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely marketing, but it's it's basically then trying to retain, like Alex said, you're trying to retain your best, your customer base, if you will, yeah. so that they can go out there and be advocates for your brand. And I think we've lost a lot of those. And it's interesting to me that this is going to be the biggest mini takes the states ever, yet sales are worse than they've ever been in the yeah, it's so interesting year <laughs> history of this company. Um. So explain that to me. Somebody give me a rationale for that. Do you think they might have, maybe they saw this coming and they're just going, let's just go big on May Takes the States and see if that can help turn us around? No, I think but, they were but shocked. What have they, yeah, but what have they done like compared to 2014? Like, I, I, I haven't seen anything in, in the marketing of May Takes the States that is different from 2014. I haven't seen and, hardly any and, marketing for May Takes the States, actually. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, none. Here's the thing, too, is you look at it, like, let's even go back to 2012. And, DB, we were on that whole trip from New York to L.A. in 2012. And let's think about the things they did. On the 4th of July, we Mm. were in Washington, D.C., on the roof of one of the Smithsonian buildings, watching fireworks. Is there anything more marquee than that in the United States that you can do? No, I mean, that was it. it. That was free. That was free part of this event. Yeah. Including the bus ride to get there. Yeah. but, But either way, so we've done that. We've... We've uh, and even in 2006 we rented out House of Blues in uh, right. in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. And that. rented out the whole place, and it was free food and and uh, you know a nice evening of music and entertainment, mm-hmm. and that was incredible. And just think I mean, about even all if these you think about events. what was it 2008, the one where it was just all those little events all over the place, and it was a, a concert at each venue, and the, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and that was like the four stop yeah. one. And then I look at this year, and, you know, I can't judge it yet, 
but from what I can tell, it seems like it's a little more laid back and a little more reserved, and they've gone more upscale and premium, but not even that uh, at some of these events, at least what the descriptions are so far. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything on the list that's terribly marquee. Do you guys? I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I also thought it was weird that it didn't focus on going through cities where there's a mini dealership. And I didn't see a single stop at a dealer anywhere on this. We usually stop at at least a few dealers across the country yeah. for a launch or something. Something. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I haven't really, you know, dived into it because this year is the first year that we're going. We are completely unsponsored by Mini. I'm going on my own dime. I'm going as an owner, paying my own way the entire thing, and I'm going to go enjoy this and have a little vacation on my own. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you hear... I'm not going to even guarantee that you're going to hear reporting. We'll probably have, you know, DB will call me and, and we'll do a little bit from the road and give people an update of what's going on. Right. I'm going to go experience this from the other side, from the rest of you, just like we did in 2006. Right. In 2006, I paid my own way. I went and picked up my GP and was just having a ball. And we were reporting on this across country and Fireball Tim was there and we were talking to him and it was just a, it was just an absolute blast. And so... I'm giving it a shot this year. Going to do the second half from Minneapolis to Palm Springs, and uh, and we're going to see what hap- You know what what this thing turns into. I think it's going to be a little bit of a a challenge, if you will. I'm saying that nicely because of the number of people involved. Right. Mm-hmm. But these guys at TPG do a really great job. They and, do. I uh, love those guys. I mean, I'm, I was chatting with uh, head rally master Mr. Roger himself, uh, and I was just really just going, "Oh man, this really sucks. I can't go." I know. Do you think that uh, some of this has been owner-driven because there's a lot of people kind of doing some of their own things this year? There are certain stops where owners are having their own uh, – they're renting on a restaurant that, to bring certain people there. And then there's a lot of you know do-whatever-you-want nights uh, you know, in Michigan and Vegas and, and stuff like that. that uh, yeah, a full third of, of the evenings are on your own. A full third of the evenings in many Texas states are yeah. on this year. And, you know, and I've been, you know, following various uh, Minis Takes the States Facebook groups and stuff. And there are people that are like, you know, look, I rented out this entire restaurant. You know, everyone needs to come here and I'm going to do this and this and this. And, it's a, you know, I'm going to have this buffet because all of the mini owners need to have something here because they didn't do anything. And there's mini owners taking those aspects on. Do you think that Mini planned those type of things or is it just something that the no. owners were like, you know what, I'm going to go on this. I want to just do this for my fellow mini No, that's all stuff. owners. I'm not speaking, yeah, I'm not speaking uh, necessarily that this is exactly what's going on. But historically, the stops in the evening are sponsored by dealers and dealer groups across the country. Right. right. Okay? Now, they're going to a lot of areas this year where there just aren't any dealers that are even close. Like right. South Dakota, for example. There's not a dealer in the state of South Dakota, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think there is. Nope. So, and there's two stops. We have a, a stop in Sioux Falls and another stop in Rapid City. Mm-hmm. Now, Sioux Falls, there's no event, but Rapid City, there is. And uh, so I don't know. I, I, I just think dealers are, are experiencing the, hey, we don't have the money to do this this year because sales have been so bad. You know, we just don't yeah. have to pony up tens of thousands of dollars for a party, not to mention the fact that you've got more people than ever coming. So it's going to be even more expensive. And that kind of makes it worse. It's this double-edged sword, a catch-22 of we'll get more people than ever, but that also means it's going to be more expensive than ever yeah. um, to do this. So it's uh, it's going to be a challenge, and it's interesting. And, hey, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I think they're going to 
pull it off somehow. And I can't wait to you know talk to you guys from the road in a couple of weeks and and let you know how it's going and what my experiences are. And uh, you know, being able to do this without having to get up at four o'clock in the morning, DB, and oh, yeah. I, I can't even imagine <laughs> that having a without having a six thirty call time. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I get to sleep in. I get to. I get to skip if I want to. Dude, you could totally <laughs> just like go. Uh, no, I'm not going to go to the morning meeting. I'm just going to head out earlier. I'm going to head out late because I want to go check out this other place. And I've already yeah. heard 600 people who are like, "Hey, looking forward to hearing you in in, uh, in Atlanta. Can't wait to hear your jokes this year." And I'm like, "Oh, geez, people. I'm sorry. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. No white roof radio. But like I mentioned at the top of the show, I want everybody in the white roof radio audience. I want you to go up to somebody from Mini USA or from TPG and just go, "Hey, what happened to white roof radio?" Yeah, do it, do yeah. it, and you know. And I, I just wanted to say this one more thing about many takes states and with the way Todd's going, and and honestly, this is just Todd taking the long way to Vegas. It really. Go <laughs> <laughs> on it's, now. It's the second chance for me to. Uh, the first chance was 2006. I had my own car in Vegas, which was glorious, and um, I'm doing that again for the second time in 10 years. I'm going to have my own car in Vegas and know what it's like to to live there. Which you know, we we have a real estate agent already in Vegas. You know, looking for mm-hmm. looking for property. So hey, yeah, there you go. And I am going to try to make it to Vegas, or I am going to try to make it to Palm Springs. But I okay. can't guarantee either one of those. That would be awesome. We'd love to see you, man. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, we have some more news to cover. What are we doing on time? Uh, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Let's talk about. And I just had it lined up too. So Auto Express. Um, I just announced they handed out awards because they can't help themselves. They give awards to anybody who shows up, basically. Uh, but they just gave Mini the best premium small car for the third consecutive year. I don't know if that holds any weight with anybody. Does that hold any weight? And this it's is also in in England, mostly. It's got the word premium in it. Yeah, premium. Hipster malarkey. I mean, I mean, like commended, like the Fiat 500. Uh, like it's, I, I just, it's 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 funny because there is this this debate. Uh, right now, it's the Eurocap. For any of you that is following the Eurocap, I'm sure there are a couple of people in the audience that are following the the, the soccer games. Mm-hmm. And so there is this debate for the French team where, if your midfield, if your defensive midfield is the best player. On the team, like your team is probably not in a good shape, right? And so, if you're looking at the top three here, if number three is the Fiat 500, how much does it say about you know Mini? I mean, I I don't know. I don't want to be like the hater that hates everything right now, but it's just like I don't know if if, if Fiat 500 is like on top three. Like, what does it say about the top one? I, I'm that's, not sure. That's bad. But can you guys have you seen the new Fiat, the the 124 Spider that's coming out? No. That's a good-looking car. Finally, Fiat is com- it's like, uh, that's a car I would own. It's a convertible. It's based on the Miata. Ah. Uh, but look it up. Look up the Fiat 124 Spider. Fiat 124 Spider. Look that one up. Oh, uh, yeah. It looks like, yeah, you know. It looks okay. It looks like an old MG. No? Kind of? Maybe? I mean, it's like an MG and a, and, a, and a Miata got together and had an illegitimate child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is a very interesting looking car. You're right. Hmm. And so I think Fiat's going to turn themselves around a little bit. And, you know, they could use the help. Chrysler could use the help, but they're selling a lot of cars still. So, other than uh, the uh, XL, which is 10 times better looking than the the first crossover that they did. Yeah, but the XL still looks like, I don't know. It's not not the most attractive, but it's not like I I wouldn't be. uh, It. 
Yeah, I'd be caught I, dead in it. How's that? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like that car at all. This Fiat 124 Spider, however, that's a good-looking car. Just saying. Yeah. Um, let's move on. I want to talk briefly about Mr. Matt Farah getting a chance to drive a, uh, a four-door JCW Carbon Edition, and he thought it was a JCW, and many gave him... I thought this was ridiculous that they didn't give him a JCW, first of all, and they gave him a car with an automatic transmission. What say you? Yeah, I... Um, uh, so, a couple things. Like, Matt Farah is... Again, again, I'm not trying to be like the ultimate mini fanboys here, but Matt Farah is a decent fan of the brand. I think he's been on MTTS before. Mm-hmm. In fact, you guys have met with him a couple he, times. He owned an R53. Exactly, yeah. he does. And so, he would know, like he should know the difference between a JCW and a JCW package, right? Right. Um, and so, that's, that's disappointing. And even if he doesn't, like... What the question I have is, did Mini explain it to him? Or is the marketing so confusing that you think they did explain to him, but like it's still confusing and he thinks it's a JCW instead. It's an actual JCW instead of just being like a JCW package car. Um, so that's yeah, what I'm sure. That's the, what, sorry. And yeah, sure and, the and, package is confusing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And the last thing is that, you know, he doesn't, you know, he drives like a lot of different cars, like every, every, every pretty much every week. And I love actually the one takes, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and so it's sad because I'm like, when are you going to get back on a, in a, in an actual JCW? Because it probably thinks that he did the JCW review. Right. Um, and so, uh, it's like, it's unfortunate because I would have loved to have his opinion on the, on the car because I, I don't think I, I you know, beside, uh, besides the review that we got last year, uh, from pretty much everyone that was at the event, like I haven't seen any other reviews, any other reviews uh, since then. So uh, it would have been nice to uh, to hear his opinion on the on the car. Yeah. Anyway, bad marketing decision, I think. I don't know. If that's just me. What do I know? Yeah, I think they just gave him the car. They were like, "Here's the car you get." Yeah. And that's it. And it may have had some JCW badging on the outside, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was a full JCW car with engine package and and It or. wasn't. It was at all it had was the upgrade, the exhaust upgrade, and they didn't even show him how to use it. They didn't even show he didn't even right. have open. He didn't have the exhaust open. Had right. he done that, I think he would it would have been a completely different review. Yeah. Yep. 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 Agreed. Because you and I and uh, Alex DB and myself drove a, a car with the exhaust only on it. It was a Cooper S. Mm-hmm. That exhaust last year, and we all fell in love with that car. We'd like, I'd buy this in a heartbeat. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. one of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, this kind of comes full circle. They gave them the car that they're trying to sell, which is the regular car versus the car that you know we talked about at the early beginning of the show with with the the, the gentleman at your no. dealer that wanted something more and was like really disappointed in that regular mini car. There's I think a lot of disconnect between all of these different models. Yeah, I think it's bigger than that because right now my dealer has had a JCW on order for uh, more than two months, and it finally went into production last week. And um, they're just no allotment. Like, if you want a JCW, they're they're being able to even get a one a month. You think? So, Alex, you are very lucky. I am very lucky to have this car because you, if you want a JCW, you can't have one. Do you think that's because they're building race cars right now? I think maybe it's a little bit that they're building those. Uh, um, the JCW whatever, challenge, challenge cars, challenge cars, yeah, yeah, and there's no allotments for the U.S. because you know dealers just or, can't get. Or are they trying to make that car a little more exclusive, a little more special? Where the, no, you I can think get you, a JCW R56 everywhere all day long. Yeah, you know? 
profitability's got to be incredible on a JCW as expensive as it is. Yeah. You know, it's got to be yeah. more profitable. You would think they'd be trying to sell as many as they could. Right. And either a there's no demand for them, which I don't believe. But here's the problem. And Alex, you said this about the Golf R, and you said it about the JCW. It's like, how can I buy a car I've never driven? Why yeah. would I yeah. spend forty thousand yep. dollars on a car I've never? Well, driven? there should be one. That's like I said on a previous show. There should be one at every single dealership waiting for somebody to drive it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, no yeah. Matter, and I mean, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, and and those dealers have seriously like Volkswagen and Mini dealers that don't want let, to let people like drive those cars. They seriously have to, like, it's not it's not a Ferrari, like it's not a Porsche. Turbo, you know, nine eleven. Right. It's not a like, GT3. Yeah, I mean, come on, like, get it together. Like, it's just, a, it's just a Golf R and a and a and a, and a JCW. So it's just, it's just not. Fair. I understand, like, I understand there are a couple of people that just come into those dealers and just want to, you know, drive the shit out of those cars and and not not buy them. Like, I I get that, but it's not the majority of people. Like, I think mostly you know, the, the individuals buying those cars are enthusiastic and they just want to give it a good go and, and make you an informed decision. That's pretty much what it is about it. But so, you know, and then, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I can go into any Ford dealer, any Chevy dealer, and I can drive top of line Mustang or Camaro. Exactly, yeah. You can, let me no drive problem. the Chevy dealer, let me drive a Corvette, Corvette whatever. Let me yeah. drive a Corvette around the corner. Yeah. And that's what, going up a 75, 80 grand? Well equipped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. To be honest, uh, to be honest, like a Porsche dealer would let you drive a 911 like Carrera 4S. For yeah, it's not going to let you drive the GT though. I mean, come on. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might, I might get to drive one this weekend. Oh, like Cayman, Cayman GT4. I can't wait from to hear one about of our that. very close friends. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about Sean's that. Sean's gonna really I, is he really gonna let you drive that? I, I that can hear the so. giggle in his voice. <laughs> He's but if guy. I get to sit in it, that's gonna be nice. uh, that's gonna be good enough. I, I I'll get by with just sitting in it. <laughs> You're right. a good man, Sean. Let let Alex drive your car. Come, Come on. on, and let him ride your bicycle too. Come on. <laughs> They're saying, hey, let's take a quick break. Let me remind you guys about one of the other fine sponsors here underneath the white roof before we continue, uh, and that, of course, our friends over at uh, OutMotoring.com. <clears throat> you know, I, I told you guys this last couple weeks, but he's been adding what two hundred, a thousand pieces of inventory to his inventory every month. Right? He's got an entire page filled with nothing but all of the free, all the new stuff that's been added, and you would you would be amazed. I mean, he's now selling like regular, like if you need a body parts or you need like these weird little electrical connectors or just just like the small replacement pieces for different things, Aaron's starting to carry all of that stuff like a dealer's parts desk. Very, very cool. Not only that, full line of car care products, duh. Um, a full line of the personal stuff, the hats, the shoes, the watches, all those things that you guys like, all the lifestyle gear that you're probably wearing during many takes estates, uh, plus a full line of like modifications, you know, the, the pistons, exhaust, intakes, all that. All that plus, you know, God knows what else, wheels? Yeah. Outmotoring.com's got you covered. Go over there. Don't forget to, if you uh, spend 195 bucks, free shipping in the United States. That's pretty cool. And um, if you sign up for the email newsletter, which you see that as front license plate holder. Yeah, thanks, Alex. If you go over to the, to the homepage, Outmotoring.com, you're going to be prompted to enter your email address to get the email updates. When you do that, every email comes with your own 5% discount code. Super awesome. So you can get spend more than $195. You get 5% off plus... Free shipping. I'm just saying. Outmotoring.com. Go over there and check them out if you would be so kind. And again, our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and speedometers. Mile per hour. Oh, Jesus. That's expensive. That's at Outmotoring.com. Holy crap. Almost $800 for a speedometer. Is that what they cost? <laughs> Man. 
Everything's expensive on these cars. You know how much floor mats cost for these cars now? Oh, I don't even dude, don't I don't even want to know. Alex, what floor mats did you get by the way? I got the uh plastic uh, mini standard uh standard floor mats. I didn't want to get the JCW plastic ones because they are just they're just not discreet enough. It's like red and all over the place with, you know, like with a uh, ch- ch- uh, checkered red. I mean, it's it's not they're not nice. So I got uh, just the standard like plastic ones. They gave it to me for free. Uh, I still have the uh, also like the the regular ones, the one that come with the car. But I just put them away at home. Like <laughs> I'm not using them. Those are those are hanging out under my uh, lawn tractor right now. Yeah, and to, to, you know what? To be frank, like the uh, the previous the R fifty three R fifty six floor mats that I got again. I think I said this like a while ago. Uh, they were amazing, and those those lasted for, to me like four years. And when, even when I got rid of them, they were still good. Like they would have still been good like for another two three years. And it was like Boston weather. Uh, those new floor mats, like, are I mean, you can see like the decrease in quality a little bit uh, for probably the same price as they used to cost in, back in 2012. So it's kind of a little bit sad, but that's okay, I guess. I got the I got the WeatherTech ones, and I really like them. But they're like you said, they're they're very plasticky and they're kind of big, but they protect the carpet. So there you mm-hmm. go. Uh, let's move on. <clears throat> Alex wanted to talk about the Tesla accident because I guess we're the only people that actually haven't talked about the Tesla accident, which. I think it's a little ridiculous that everybody's just going crazy about this. Was he really watching a movie? Yeah, so so I I, I want to hear what you guys think happened. I don't know. Yeah, I because there's been, the reason I'm asking this is because there's been a news like this crashed. There is yeah, I mean <laughs> obviously, but uh, like there's 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 like a news cycle going on between Tesla and the press, and I want to know what you you know. I don't know if you guys have watched TV or whatever. Based on what you heard, like, what do you think happened? Yeah, so for those of you who don't know what happened, there was a guy who was uh, driving his Tesla. He had, had it in autopilot mode. <clears throat> and what happened is uh, he hit a truck, essentially, and died. That's what happened. And from what I'm hearing in the official reports is it was a bright, sunny day, and it was a white truck or a white uh, 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 truck trailer, and it confused the sensors of the car. And the car didn't know it was there. Basically, it was overexposed. Yeah. And, I mean, if that's what they're saying, then that's – I mean, that sounds sounds legit to me. Yeah, it could yeah. be. But, I mean, isn't a lot of that stuff uh, radar-based now? I mean, I know that's that – uh, You know, Mercedes has all of those uh, crash avoidance systems and stuff. And as you have your cruise control on and you're coming yeah, up on a car, work. it'll – Go ahead, Yeah, it's, it's not about cameras. It's all about, uh, you oh. know, a, a sonar – of sorts, you know, sending out a signal and bouncing it back and realizing, okay, this thing is coming closer to me now, you know? Well, so here's my take on it. I don't even, I don't even know the details. I don't care about the details because my take is, let's say we're, we're driving around in our 2002 vehicle, whatever it is, okay, and you're expecting it to be safe, and you drive over something and it cuts one of the brake lines, which is a possibility. Like you drive over a giant stick in the road and it pulls a brake line out. Yeah. All your, fluid, all your brake fluid, you know, uh, drains out onto the ground. And before you know it, you try and hit the brakes to, to avoid hitting somebody and you don't and you crash and you die. It's an accident, people. Right. And nothing is foolproof. No, there's a scenario you can think about that will uh, uh, cause anything to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah I, don't I mean, know. in the end, you're still the owner or the operator of that vehicle. Right, you right. are still responsible for it, no matter what kind of nanny device you've got. Yeah, you 
you are responsible. Yeah, you should be paying attention. So, Alex, you said this guy was maybe watching a movie. Yeah, I think I think he was watching a movie amongst probably doing other things no. or whatever. But so, uh, no. so, so there is there is like fault on Tesla, but it's not a it's not a it's not the failing of their system. Like there is no proof that the system has failed, and it probably probably the system didn't fail. And I'll get to that like after. Um, the the first thing the, the what's what's Tesla is to be blamed for, uh, and maybe not directly Tesla, maybe more Elon Musk is that it's you know you know when there is a new feature available on the Tesla, it comes with all the Elon Musk shebang, if you will, right? And and people make the shortcuts. This is the second coming. This is this is it. Like Tesla, you know, self driving cars. They are the first one having a self driving car and stuff. But it's not. Like it's far from being a self driving car. And what people assume that autopilot is, what Tesla is actually calling autopilot, mm-hmm. is a series of features that the car has. One of them being auto steer. And right. auto steer, people assume that it's autopilot, but it's not. It's just one feature of autopilot. And basically what it does is literally like turns the steering wheel for you. Uh, but if you take your hands off of more than a few minutes, like it slows down and the car like starts, starts yelling at you, right? Right. And so and, – and, and it works well during the day when there are clear, clear markings, you know, on the highway and stuff. And for instance, like if you, if you put it on and you're driving in the city – and and you let it go, like it's gonna cross the red light, like no problem, mm-hmm. like it's not gonna stop, right. uh, unless unless there is something in front of you, right? But if there is nothing in front of you and you just go straight, like you're gonna you're gonna cross the red line and crash probably, right? Yeah. And so and so people assume that they that they that they that they that they, that they you know could actually just let the car drive, but they should not. And so and and for me this is like a this is like a marketing fail in some ways like you're not ex- clearly explaining enough to people like what the car can do and what the car cannot do um, and you know adaptive cruise control for instance and cruise control is the best example is the best counter example right like people know that cruise control like allows you to keep a certain speed but you still you know you're still like kind of piloting your car you're still driving your car right you're still paying attention to stuff yeah but like for auto steer, like people assume that this is it. Like it's, it does like adaptive cruise control plus the car can steer itself. So it's, it's it. Like I can just like and go on and, and take a nap and whatever. And you can't do this. Like it's, you can't, you're going to die if you do this. Like you're going to kill someone else, uh, which is worse. Um, so, so Alex, let's make this a short version is people stop being stupid. Exactly. And Tesla do better at, at your marketing and which is exactly. fine. You guys are do, doing already an amazing job. Like it's, I think it's amazing what the, the company is doing. Tesla sales is, up to last year are up 84%. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And you know, the pre-sale they got on the model three, like it's amazing. So it's, it's a, like, I don't expect my, if I had a Tesla today, I don't expect it to drive by itself. Like I, I, I wouldn't do it. Even now I have the backup camera on the mini and I'm still having a hard time like trusting it. Like I, I just keep looking around, you know, whenever I back up and I just, use it as as a plus thing but like it's you know people it's not self-driving we're not there yet we're not going to be there for another maybe 20 years or so it's uh i don't know just don't watch movies while you're driving also it's stupid oh yeah so i i took this uh, another survey today (laughs) one of the questions one of the series of questions was in your next car would you consider the option or would uh, this be important to you the option of like an automated driving or driver assist Hmm. features Hmm. and i said absolutely yes yes which it was interesting because it was based as a Mini Cooper, okay? All of the oh. questions were very Mini-based about this, um, the survey. And hold on. I haven't even got a paper copy of it here. Mine, we've, we, I think we've talked about that in the past, but I'm 
I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm ready for me to walk out my door in the morning and get in a car that takes me to work and brings me home that I don't have to drive. Like Minority Report. Like my yeah. I mean, I want to have a car for running errands it's and going to called you know, Uber. Yeah, it's called Uber, but I mean, if it's we've no it, people in it, if it doesn't but, have but a driver, to own I'm your own okay car to get in it and say, "Car, take me to." Yes. Yes. And you can read the paper, you can check the internet, do whatever you want. Yes. It takes it. And and in that movie, this is the best example I can think of, the yeah. maglev cars. Yes, in, in Minority Report. Yeah. We're genius. I mean, the, the theory behind that futuristic aspect. But then there were cars you could actually control and drive yourself. There was still that in this futuristic yes. world. And I think, I, I really think we're going there. Right. Yeah, it, it'll get there eventually, but I mean, realistically, you're talking about somebody that you know you want to be on a subway where you're just you know riding a train, reading, waiting for stop. You know, fifty-seven. Here it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you, Greg, from the survey. I just found the page of it here, and this is about self-driving vehicles. This is one of the last sections. Yeah. It says a self-driving vehicle uses artificial intelligence, vehicle sensors, and global positioning system coordinates to drive itself without active intervention of a human operator. How much do you agree or disagree with the following? I would buy a self-driving vehicle if one were available today, and anywhere from strongly agree to strongly disagree. And I said absolutely strongly agree. And I would not buy a self-driving car because of safety concerns, and I disagreed with that completely. Mm-hmm. And here was the, the funny one. It said self-driving vehicles will lead to fewer accidents. And I said I strongly agree to that. I still think there's going to be accidents, and as this whole topic we're talking about, I think there's going to be fewer accidents because of it. I agree. Uh, there's still going to be accidents. There's no way we can prevent that. Nothing's perfect. But think about all the lives that are going to be saved, you know, because of this technology, as opposed to the one that gets lost. And not that it's less important, not that the one guy who died is any less important at all, but think about the thousands of people who might be saved from this technology that we never hear about, we never will hear about. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm in total agreement. There it is. There it is. Let's move on. Uh, the only thing, did anybody want to talk about Top Gear? Well, it's going to, I mean, I, I've, guys watch it. Like, I, I've, watched, I've watched like three of them, three episodes. Okay. Uh, I think one and two was bad. I heard after three, four, and five, it got better. And in the last one, I, I think the fifth one was the last I, one or the I sixth one? No, the sixth one. I haven't watched the sixth one yet. Yeah. The fifth one yeah. was and, good. And there was some chemistry between the host at the end like obviously yeah. it was the end yeah. uh, Chris Harris Chris Harris Chris Evans got fired <laughs> which is good uh, hopefully I think like the host like the main host should be probably Matt LeBlanc yeah. and uh, and Chris Harris honestly yeah uh, Chris, the only thing the only critic I have for Chris Harris that don't go overboard like we know we're good we know you're good don't right. you don't need to overplay it like you're doing you're already a good job and and in the M2 segment like he totally overplayed it, it was really annoying yeah um, and and honestly I think it was bad and they're gonna probably fix it but honestly it puts some Fresh. I don't know. Maybe I. Maybe it's stupid to say this, but it puts a little bit of pressure on uh, Clarkson, Hammond, and May because everyone is waiting for something now, and the Grand Tour is better be great because people want something that is good. Yeah, I. I, uh, I have yeah. to agree with. I'm very agreeable tonight. But yeah, I'm with you on that, Alex. Um, if the Grand Tour comes, but it's but the Grand Tour is going to be good because it's. I mean, it's the boys, right? Yeah, it's the voice. I mean, there, at least chemistry is there. Chemistry is going to be there. Now, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see like what new concept they came up with. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they, it has to be good. I don't think they, especially how much money is Amazon spent on it. Like, it has to be good. Right. 
Well, and it's like it's like they took it to HBO or Showtime. It's Amazon, but there's not going to be. It's it doesn't have to be family friendly. They're going to get to cuss, and you're not going to get mm-hmm. to hear those things bleeped out. And you're going to get to hear honest opinions, which I think is just the way people are going. You know, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of cable shows now where that just becomes second nature, and it's more real yeah. than than mm-hmm. scripted kind of shows are. And I think the Top Gear, the English Top Gear right now, feels very scripted, overly scripted. I would agree, yeah, overly so scripted, scripted. Yeah. Yeah, and not not very real. And I think the guys, you know, even even Hammond and and James May and Jeremy Clarkson, a lot of times they were scripted, but they were very good at it. Yeah. And maybe they're just really better actors. Well, I think yeah. they could. I think it, they knew how to improv, improv, imp, improvise, yeah. improvise the script, so they could you know they could reinterpret the script, follow the script still, but then reinterpret it in such a way that it didn't feel scripted but, like the show does now. Yeah, it was entertaining. So yeah, here's entertaining. here's fingers crossed. We know the American Top Gear was canceled last week. Also, on right. uh, whatever were they on the they, history? They were channel? on the History Channel, which I always thought was weird. Yeah, now they. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that's Top Gear update. Yep, I got the I got the message initially from uh, Tanner. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm linked up with him on LinkedIn. Yeah, he called you, right? Does he you got a text message from Tanner Faust? It's like, yes, no, I got it. Go Todd. Go Todd. Check uh, check the you. Twitter. It was actually an email that was, you know, because LinkedIn does that. Hey, yeah. Tanner Faust has uh, some infra- uh, announcement. Oh, right. Are you here? And there it was. There. You should have, like, just agreed and said, yes, he texted me. <laughs> that would sort of been better. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, I, go ahead, yeah. Alex. No, go ahead. No, at the, at the end of the day, like, you can't expect, you know, when they're declining top gears to, dec- I mean, is it dec- the word declining or uh you know, doing it like the Australian version, the Polish mm. version, the French. I mean, there is a French version, for God's sake. Yeah, now they're diluting. Uh, what they're yeah, they're diluting, diluting the. I mean, basically, yeah, they're diluting the brand, man. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you can't expect it to be as good as the British version. Now, especially that the British version is not good. Uh, obviously, they're gonna cut some of the other shows. Like, it just makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. All right, then let's be done. All right. I've got things okay. I need. That's gonna, we're going to finish off with some business. I want you guys that are going on Mini Takes the States, I want you to put a pin in July 13th. First of all, it's not going to take you six and a half hours to drive to St. Ignace from Pittsburgh. It's just not. It's going to take no, Detroit. Chad? Oh, to Detroit. It's not going to take six and a half hour drive from Pittsburgh to Detroit, is it, Chad? What's that? No. Four, it's four no, and a half it's, hours, It's right? a four-hour four drive at best. See, our, our man Chad's telling you it's only going to take four hours, which means that you're going to stop at Detroit Tuned. Yeah, because we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some you're doing like kind of like an open house, Chad, going on over there. Yeah, we're gonna have an open house all day. We're gonna have uh, probably some munchies. There'll be some refreshments and stuff like that. Nice. And we're kind of already looking around the shop, going, "Okay, what's been around here for a while? What can we put on sale? What can hmm. we have like special deals that aren't going to be advertised on the website? You hmm. walk in." They're going to be there. You'd be like, oh, I have to have that. I mean, obviously, we're going to have some shirts. They're going to be on some blow-up prices. We're going to have some Harvey seatbelt bags and wallets on some special deals. And then, uh, you know, I'm just going to pull things off the shelf, and I'm going to put a special price tag on it, and they're going to sit there on the uh, on the little welcome desk. And if somebody comes in and they're like, oh, my God, I totally have to have it for that price, it's sold, and that's the one that's gone. Chad's going to be like Crazy Larry. Make me an offer. Everything it, it, Exactly. If it's on the shelf and it's got too much dust, it's selling that day. That's the way it is. You know? Crazy so, Larry. That's funny. And, we, and we've got some stuff that are well uh, well under cost already on our website because it's like, you know what? 
it's not a product we're going to carry anymore or it's really old or it's just kind of outdated or whatever. And there's only one left. I mean, I sold the last of one thing today. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a couple things like that that's like, you know what? This is way under what I paid for it, but uh, it's going to be gone. We 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 don't want to move around anymore, and and you are going to get the deal. So that's good. we're going to have some and, fun stuff like that. And then, Chad, do you have any service spots open on the fourteenth? We do. Uh, there's definitely some service spots both on the thirteenth and the fourteenth for those uh, the emergency repairs. The uh, the oh my god, I should have changed my oil before I left and I didn't. Right. Um, you know, I need a set of wiper blades because it was a downpour in DC or something like that. Right. You know, and I needed wiper blades. You know, we'll have all of that type of stuff, and uh, we're going to have all hands on deck uh, helping anybody that comes through that needs a, a little bit of extra stuff. Um, that the, the maybe the dealers can't help you or uh, or don't even know what uh, you know that piece that you're looking for even is called or have you know so yeah so there you go I want you guys to make sure you make a stop at Detroit Tuned on your way through Detroit obviously and that'll be on July 13th and the 14th make sure you say hi to Chad and can we also say this is just a little PSA for for many they're not giving us anything for it here but once again this year uh, like last year every person who's registered if you're a registered participant of Many Takes the States this year uh, basically all many takes here's i'm just going to read it from the deal all many takes the state's participant vehicles are covered in or out of warranty during the mtts event mm-hmm. should your many require roadside assistance mm-hmm. you're covered for jump starts fuel delivery tire change or a tow to the nearest mini dealership mm-hmm. that's included so it, it's a pretty good peace of mind if you're driving your 10 year old car on many takes the states right you're like, crap, I got to get towed. You're at least going to save the tow bill to the closest mini dealer mm-hmm. because mini uh, um, roadside assistance is ponied up again for all the participants this year, and they're taking care of you. Yeah, and that was huge in, cool. uh, that was huge in 2014. Absolutely huge. A lot huge. of people took advantage of that. Flat tires, blown, you know, all Cl- kinds of things. Clutches. Clutches. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod at Eileen. All yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, many stepped up, and they they really just go, okay, we're going to make sure that this is a great event for everybody, even if it's not a great event for everybody. Yep. Right. right. So anyway, Detroit Tuned on July 13th. Don't forget to stop and say hi. Don't forget, Todd will be joining Mini Takes States in Minneapolis, Todd? That's correct. In Minneapolis. Uh, you will have an assortment of products from MotoringStripes.com? I will. And, in fact, our, uh, our buddy AJ is going to have them in Atlanta for the first half. So find Andrea Jones in her black on black 2010. I think it's a 2010 yep. Cooper yep. with Felix. the jersey plates yep. and a decal in the window that says "I killed the clown and stole his car." That's right. Can't miss her. Uh, just go. Just start asking everybody. Where's AJ? I need stuff. Yep. That's all you have to do. And someone will point you in the direction of AJ. She'll be probably the person with all the big crowd around her selling out of decals. From where? Motoring Stripes. MotoringStripes.com. Uh, go over there. Todd will make you some stripes. He'll send them out to you. you. Put them on your car. And it's like, hey, check it out. I got Todd Pearson stripes on my Mini Cooper. Right? It's pretty strong. Not only that, but all the other things. Uh, badges. Uh, the the boot protection strip for the Clubman, which is an awesome piece. Um, and if you ask nice through the contact form, he will order. He will make you up a white roof radio sunroof delete kit in the color of your choice. It's the secret. Yeah, that's the secret. That's the secret. You got to go and you got to use the contact form and say, hey, Todd, I need a chili red white roof radio sunroof delete kit. And he yep. will, he'll quote you a price and he'll say done and send it out. All you got to do is you just got to use the contact form over at motoringstripes.com and just ask him for the sunroof delete kit and he will take care of it for you. Again, that's motoringstripes.com because, you know, blank is boring. 
And finally, one last thing, um, a little uh, a note about the other show that we've recently had underneath the white roof. Uh, episode 5 just went live over at ridebikesradio.com. Uh, our pal Brian Dallas and I were talking about bicycles once a week. It's pretty cool so far. We've done five episodes. Go over to ridebikesradio.com. Get yourself subscribed. You can find us over there in um, Stitcher as well. Plus, we're on iTunes and we're in the Google Play Store just like White Roof Radio. If you can find White Roof Radio, you can find Ride Bikes Radio as well. Appreciate it if you guys check us out. Any feedback, leave us notes. All the things. Really cool stuff at ridebikesradio.com. Otherwise, I'm now done. Anybody? Yes, you are done. Alex, yes, do you, you have any? Done. Alex always has one other thing. Yeah, rattles. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I gotta say, like it's it's been again. I think I said this last week on the show, but it's been twelve years now. Why are there still rattles in my mini? Like I, I don't get it. Like I have no. I'll I'll tell you how to fix it. When you think that it's somewhere around it, you just get a caulk gun with some some basic <laughs> caulking. You know, your tub and tile cleaner. You just fill all the cracks full. No, no, Chad, it's the expanding and let it dry. He needs that great good. stuffed expandy foam thing, you know. Yeah, you know oh, yes. that can, they, that sometimes can get out of control, though. I, yeah. <laughs> my, my friend used some of that yesterday around his door that he just had installed, and he was like, "Oh my god, there's such a mess now." <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, that expanding foam. You, and, you and dispense so a nickel's knows, worth, and it no, turns out don't use oh. caulking in your cars <laughs> at Detroit. <laughs> No, <laughs> please don't. Please do not use silicone caulk in your car. It could or actually work. That, that was a very small troll to all those people that don't really know about cars. Yeah, either <laughs> either one of those could actually catch fire or smolder and produce a very toxic smoke. In actually, I think Grease Tough Foam is actually fire rated. Oh, really? Yeah, I, know, I remember. So I remember. I saw an episode of Top Gear where Jezza filled a, a Toyota pickup truck full of that damn spray foam. Smoke <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everywhere. It, it dude. Kind of worked for a while. <laughs> worked for a little while until it started not, smoking and not burning. Not gonna lie. Good grief. Anyway, but you, you guys are ignoring my pain here. Like, what do I do about this? Take it to the dealer. Warranty. Yeah, it's a warranty. Yeah. Complain. Yeah. Take, That's take build back. quality issues, dude. Call eight six six. Ask Mini and tell him. My car has rattles. What do I do? Yeah, so go to your dealer. Take off you, your run flats. You go, you go to your dealer and <laughs> yeah, you yeah, take off your run flats. This. Go to the dealer and be really nice to the guys at the dealership, right? you got to be like their best friends. Go, fellas, maybe you can help me out. Can, why don't you go around the block with me? And you get one of them in your car, take them around the block, and just go and just say, listen. Hear that? And then that you sounds start, like a really and, bad date right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then see what they can see if they'll see if there's anything they can do to help you out. I mean, it's all it's going to be all warranty work anyway. Your car's brand new. Yep. Yeah. And that would yep. be considered a build quality issue if you ask me. Alex, it should not rattle. I do, I don't have a single rattle in my car. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Like initially, I thought it was coming from the sunroof, but it's not. It's coming from somewhere between the A and the B pillar, and it's and it's like you know, it's like it's the door edge, the pillars and stuff. So it has nothing to do with the sunroof. Maybe your windows need to be adjusted. It's not the it's not the seatbelt, is it? It's not the seatbelt rattling, the extra seatbelt. No, 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 no. And and the funny thing is, is that when I have a passenger sitting next to me, like it does it less. So I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of related to that as well. Yeah, I see, don't know. there could be something wrong with your seat. Yeah, you know, try one of those, those uh, on JCW seats, Alex. I do not have the JCW Mark seats. Is rebe- Mark is rebelling because you got the <laughs> trolling me. Todd is trolling me. <laughs> You know, try try different things within that car though too. Like if you always have the back seats down, try putting them up. You know, the the front seat. You know, try reclining it all the way back or all the way forward. Like try different things. 
you know, just on your own to be like, look, if this seat's all the way this way, it doesn't rattle at all. Or if it's just normal, then it rattles again. So that any information that you can do ahead of time when you take it to your dealer to let them know and show them how these things are working, they're much more likely to be able to fix it and fix it faster versus, okay, this guy's got to rattle. What are we going to do? And they're like, it's a brand new car. What do we, you know? We're gonna take it all apart, and put it all back together, you know. So yeah, yeah, but I'm afraid, like, when they do that, that if they do this, like, it's gonna get worse than it than it is now. That's oh, the it totally, it totally yeah. can, totally can, because you know they'll they'll pull off a panel and and five of those six clips broke, and they didn't replace any of them, putting it back together. <laughs> yeah, my God, that's being held on by one clip. There you yep. go. So I mean, there is that possibility. Yeah, yeah. But usually, I mean, most of what they're gonna do is gonna be felt. Um, or something like that that they're going to glue into place or, or something I, like that. I saw once there is an actual kit, or there there at least was in the past, and it's this little plastic. It looks like a uh, what you keep your fishing tackle in, and you open it up, and it's the official mini BMW uh, squeak and rattle kit. I'm not <laughs> no kidding. Way. You guys That's think awesome. I'm joking. You guys think I'm joking. This was absolutely serious. I saw this on a text toolbox. Uh-huh. Official mini squeak and rattle kit, hmm. and Chad, it was full of all kind of piece, kinds of pieces of rubber and foam and stuffing yep. that they can put up in stuff to keep things from squeaking and rattling. There is an yep. actual, you know, set of parts that they give to uh, techs. To yeah, there's techs. tons of that. Yeah, yep. and basically, I mean, there's also that point of, I'm sure they've got a tool that uh, you know they take it for a drive with the stereo off and the blower motor off, and they have to measure the decibels within the car to be like, okay. If you don't hear a squeak or a rattle above X amount of decibel, it'll be like there's nothing we can do because this is within spec. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, do all the dealers actually have one of those tools? I, you know, I, I doubt it, but I'm sure that the, you know, every new dealer that has been out nowadays has to have one because it comes in the dealer toolkit of, you know, things that they'll never use. But, um, you know, I, again, just like uh, everyone said, a little bit of sugar will get you a long way than, uh, a lot of sour. My car's only two months older than yours, Alex, and it should not rattle. There you go. Take it to yeah, the dealer. Yeah, yeah. In, in all reality, the new cars, their build quality has always gone up because it's more BMW than anything ever, you know. So yeah. it, you really shouldn't have any issues overall. Yeah, there you go. All right. And if you have a tip for Alex to reduce some of the rattles in his F56, you guys know what to do. Click over to whiteroofradio.com and leave us a note in the show notes. And now I'm calling Just it. We are done. Hose it down. Yes. Make there that funny sound. Yes, I'm going to make the funny sound. Uh, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for following along. Thanks for leaving us reviews over at uh, Facebook. If you're a patron, thank you very much. If you want to help us out, you can uh, do that as well over at the Patreon page, uh, patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. Um, but, yeah, this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next weekend, this is Stevie. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt. Beautiful.